Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. You know, I'm excited to get into the Word today. Go ahead and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and we're going to read the whole chapter today. You ready to read a whole chapter of the Bible? It's going to be fun. But as we're, as we're getting into there, uh, one of the great things about sabbatical is that there's no other noise. Like, I can't, I'm, I'm, especially for me, I had my, my cell phone taken away. I know it sounds like, you should feel bad for me, right? Like, I, I, I couldn't text anybody when I wanted to. I wasn't allowed to have friends, you know. Um, but our pastors are incredible. We're so grateful for them. And, but they took the brunt of that load for an entire month, and, and, uh, which is incredible. But it allowed for me to sit, be still, and just hear God. Now, for some of you, that's going to be exciting. For some of you, that's going to be scary. <laughs> because when God starts speaking, he starts doing things. And when he does things, it can be scary. Can anybody admit to that? He doesn't ask us to do small, simple things, you know. I wish sometimes God would just ask me to take the garbage out, then I'd make my wife happy. Are you with me? You know, I did it without her asking. Wouldn't that be awesome? But no, you know, he, he asks us to do challenging and difficult things sometimes. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> when God calls you to a time of rest, if he ever does, when he does, I want you to listen intently. Listen intently to the Lord. Because he'll speak to you and he'll show you something. Now, God shared something with me that I'll be honest with you, I initially rejected. Does anybody ever initially reject God? Good, I got like three honest people in this church. That's good. The rest of you were praying for. Because I'll be honest with you, when God tells me to do things, I'm not always listening. Is anybody with me? A lot of times I'm like, that's a terrible idea. It was probably my own idea. Are you with me? I started thinking like that's that, an idiot would do that. Like that's not the Lord. That can't be the Lord. But, you know, when it is quiet and you get to hear him, you know what he says. And it's just like, oh, goodness, I don't know if I can do that, Lord. Now, you'll probably go through this with me, but I went through a slew of emotions. At first, I was confused. I was like, is this really God? Did God really say? You know, does that sound familiar? Maybe Adam, when, when did God, and you're hearing from the enemy, he says, did God really say? Right, and Adam's going like, starts to think about it. I don't know, did he really say we couldn't eat from that fruit? Come on. You know, all the, and then in the midst of, did God really say it was like, well, but then, then well, how will that affect me on a daily basis? What will that look like for me? Does anybody think about that? All of a sudden you're like, well, what's at risk here? Do I have some risk management people? Yeah, if the risk is, is too much, you're not doing it. Do I have some of those people? And then you got the other people that are like, risk, sign me up. Right? You got some of those people? Yeah, I got some of those people. You know, and in the midst of it, it's just like, oh, goodness, what is God doing? Well, my message title this morning is called Simplify to Strengthen. Somebody say, Simplify to Strengthen. Simplify to Strengthen. All right. And you can follow along in the Bible app. We now have that linked into our church app. So if you're ever looking for that, you don't want to have to actually click into your Bible app. Just click into our church app. Click the Sunday button, and I have it right there for you, the Bible app with my notes and everything in it, um, so you can access that easily. But let's go ahead and read in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. i got to tell you, it feels awkward sitting up here. I just want to run around and jump around and spit on people and anoint them with my, my holy spit. Are you with me? But I guess I can't do that today. <sighs> All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1 says, This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be the apostle of Jesus Christ. And from our brother Timothy. I am writing to God's church in Corinth 
and to all his holy people throughout Greece. Verse 2, may God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give grace and peace. Verse 3, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. Verse 4, he comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort others. I think I might need to read that part again. He comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Verse 5. For the more we suffer for Christ, oh my goodness, here it comes, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Yep, got to read that one again too. This might take a while today. Verse 5 says, for for the more we suffer, somebody say suffer, for the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us, somebody say shower, shower us with his comfort through Christ. Verse 6, even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. That sounds confusing, doesn't it? Even when we have so much trouble, it's for our comfort and salvation. Yeah, that's something to chew on for a while. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you can patiently endure. Somebody say patiently endure. Patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in the comfort God gives us. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your word today. Lord, I thank you that you your word is timeless, that it speaks just as Paul was writing this letter to the church in Corinth, I feel like he was writing it to the church in French Valley. He was writing it to Living Stones Church to tell us that there is comfort in the midst of this disarray. That as we suffer together, we'll still see God's goodness and his comfort and his joy. So Lord, we thank you and we receive. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Do I have some note takers here this morning? Got a few people taking notes. Good. Here's the first point this morning. It says, we will share in both suffering and comfort. We will share in both suffering and comfort. I think that's something to remember. Because I, I know for me, a lot of times I would like to shuck the suffering and bring on the comfort. Does that sound like anybody like me? I don't know. I, I, it sounds like American culture to me. Right? Uh, you, do you know that this church, we used to use the actual metal chairs that the school provided? Oh, yeah, there goes comfort, huh? Like, if I whip those things back out, how many of you wouldn't come just to have to sit for 45 minutes in a metal chair? It's amazing how comfort makes our decisions for us. Mm, come on, somebody. I'll be honest with you. I'm just like all of you. I like comfort. Does anybody like comfort food? We have some comfort food people. I, I went to Lucille's this week. You know what? My knee hurt so bad just trying to walk into the mall, but it was all worth it when I got those biscuits. Are you with me? Right? When they brought that meat out just slathered in, in barbecue sauce, that comfort food. This is why I'm in such round shape. Are you with me? But I like comfort. Suffering, you know, when I think about going to the gym, I think of suffering. Does anybody think of suffering when going to the few people? Does anybody get joy out of going to the gym? Good job, good for you. There's a great church down the road where they accept goody two-shoes. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm glad you're healthy. You can teach me how to be healthy, to make good choices. But a lot of times we choose to avoid suffering 
and we choose to just cling on to our comfort. Let's go on to verse 8. It says, we think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. And we thought we would never live through it. Verse 9. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in Him and He will continue to rescue us. And you are helping us by praying for us. Then many people will give thanks because God has graciously answered so many prayers for our safety. Oh my goodness. You know, as we sit and read about suffering and then then we try to dive into where they were in that moment. What was that like? Like you've gone to everything you have. You've given everything you have. And yet now you feel like you have nothing. And all you feel like you can do now is die. Has anybody ever been in that kind of stress and that kind of pain and that kind of difficulty? I want to encourage you today. You're in, you're in good company. You're in good company with Jesus' followers. You're in good company with these disciples, their experiences, having all of this stuff come against them and feeling like they have nothing else to give. Are you with me? In seasons where God asks us to simply to simplify to strengthen, he's also asking us not to rely on ourselves and our own understanding. You see, they had to be beaten down to a place where they no longer had any strength to do it on their own. And it's that moment when we finally say, okay, I, get, I yield. I'm done. God, I need you, and I can't do this by myself. I'll be honest with you, my knee, my knee really bugs me. It, I just hate when this does this because it, it limits me. Does anybody hate being limited? I hate being limited. Like not, when I can't walk, when I can't do what I need to do, when I can't go up and down the stairs like I want to, when I can't run out, give somebody a high five in the middle of service because that's what I want to do, it's painful. You know, I had, to, I had to humble myself this week a lot because of this darn knee. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm calling one of my brothers who's here today and asking him, hey, can you give me a ride to, to, to men's group because I can't drive because it's my right knee. I can't lift it to put it on each pedal. It hurts. And I'm afraid that if somebody stopped really fast in front of me, I wouldn't be able to stop in time. Are you with me? So humbling yourself. Has, has anybody ever been in a place like that where you're like, I have to ask for help or I don't get to experience things? So I asked my brother for help. I said, hey, would you give me a ride to men's group? And you know what? I was still, how, ladies, don't look at your men right now, okay? Don't look at them because I know they're going to fit this bill. But Chelsea told me to wear my brace and to take my cane. And you know what I didn't do? Wear my brace or take my cane. Because I'm like, I'm fine. I can handle this. Are you with me? I'm riding with my brother. I'm, I'm like, this is going to be good. The next day I can't walk at all. You know, it's like, gosh darn it. Why do wives have to be so smart? I told you not to look at your husbands. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's so funny. When you lean on your own understanding, you end up having less mobility than you would have if you would have just submitted to Christ, submitted to God. It's important to understand when you go through these seasons that if you want supernatural breakthrough, it has to be supernatural. I don't know if you understood what I just said, and if you didn't, that's okay. We'll chew on it for a minute. If you want supernatural breakthrough, 
then it has to be done supernaturally. You have to rely on his senses rather than your own. i got to be honest with you. We all say these things. Yes, oh, I trust God. I want to see God move. But then when everything comes down to it, whose logic are we using? Our own. Our own. I know for me, I was trying to think through different things of how I can make this better. I'm massaging my leg down. I'm putting ice on it. Like I'm telling Chelsea, I've got 11 more days until my next hockey game. I need this to be better. Sound like some of your husbands out there too, right? Like not, not concerned about anything else. I just need to be there for the game. Are you with me? I want, I'm sure you all figured out how this happened. Trying to be 17 again, you know. But in Proverbs 3, verse 5, It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Listen, simplify to strengthen means that you stop using your own head to figure it all out. Now, am I saying you don't use your brain at all? Some of us already do that. Are you with me? Like we we binge on Netflix or we do all these other things that really don't make any sense, but... No, what I'm telling you to do is is stop using your own reason when God is trying to tell you something. That's different. Now, does that mean to abandon reason altogether? No. It doesn't mean abandon reason altogether. But if God is speaking to you and he's asking you to do something, it is your responsibility to say yes. Are you with me? It's your responsibility to say, even if this doesn't make sense, if this is what God's asking of me, the answer is yes. Even if it's not logical. Where are my logical people at? How much are you struggling right now? Yep, you're struggling right now. Yeah, I, I kind of work half and half. I, I've got a Jekyll and Hyde on my shoulders as far as going sp- super spiritual and super logical. Like I, I have a I, I teeter in between. Do I have anybody like me? Right? I'm just like, like, oh, no, this doesn't make sense. This is what we need to do. This is, this is how I've learned how to do it. This is how things should be done. And then I hear God, and I'm like, oh, gosh, if I don't do this, I'm not going to experience the goodness and the miracles and all these crazy things that God wants to do. And the logic and the spiritual side start to battle. And I have this battle going on inside of me. My guess is that you do too. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that God would lead you into challenging situations? Oh, I've got a good church. I've got a good church. Because I think sometimes we think God is only here to give us all the sunshine and rainbows. He's only here to, he's like a genie in a bottle. We just rub the bottle the right way and here he comes. Are you with me? But the truth is, the truth is he leads us into challenging situations. Why? So that we can have peace and comfort. That's how you gain peace and comfort. He's teaching you how to be stronger. Can I tell you something? If I would have not stopped playing hockey for 16 years, if I stopped playing back in, in, in well, that's a long time ago, It's a lot of math. I think that was 2006 when I stopped playing. And then I started playing again in 2022. You know what would have not happened to my knees if I'd have kept playing? They wouldn't have had the problems they're having right now because they would have been strong. You see, for a lot of us, when when we start to draw back, when we start to give up, when we stop pushing forward, we stop seeing the strength that God wants to add to us. You see, God's got something for you, but he'll wait. He'll wait to grow your strength, to grow your faith. He'll wait. He'll wait an entire generation if you can't get it. And you know what? God is so patient with me. (laughs) Oh, I'm so grateful. You know, 
we, we shared our story of the last month, that on, on last Sunday. And you know what? Monday morning, God flipped my whole world upside down. I went out to my backyard, and, and I was sitting there just kind of giving God glory. My knee didn't hurt by this time yet. I played hockey on Sunday night. It always takes two days for that thing to flare up. So Monday, I'm, I'm fine. Everything's good, sitting back there. And I felt like God said, why do you think I was so good to you all month? And I started going like, well, I don't know. That's a scary question. You're right. Do I want to answer that? And I told Chelsea, I said, I'm getting a little nervous. And she said, why? I said, because God did a lot of crazy cool stuff for us all month long. And I think he's just trying to redefine for us how good he is and how much he loves us and how he's in every little piece. And so I started to wonder, what is he going to do now? And in that moment, I'd love to tell you that I, I, I reckless, reckless abandoned, said, God, I'm in. Whatever you want to do, let's do this. And it's amazing how thoughts started coming in my head of what he might ask of me. You ever think about that? What he might ask me to do next. What step of faith he might ask me to do next. And so I started, things started coming in my head of th- things I wouldn't want to let go. I've always taught our staff and all of our, our volunteers how to, how to handle ministry. Does anybody know how, how, how we, I explain that? What does that mean? Hands open. It's not mine. It's not mine. I said that when we merged with another church a couple of years ago. I told all the leaders, because I had two churches full of leaders, and I told them all, hands open. I know you've, you've been running things for a while on both sides, but it might be somebody else. And so I sat there with hands open, and I started questioning. And as soon as, as, soon as something would come in my head about like how a ministry was running, I'm like, no, not that one, God. I don't want to change that. It's doing so good. It's beautiful fruit coming out everywhere. I don't want you to change that. And he's like, really? Okay, I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. This, this was like my whole backyard. You know, you, like I'm sat, sitting out there for about an hour and a half, two hours, just going like ev- thinking about each part of ministry, each thing. And am I willing to let go of all of it to let God do what he wants to do? You see, I wonder how many of us need to have a little backyard talk with Jesus. Thank you. A little backyard talk with Jesus. Here's, here's point number two. I'm, I could do this all day, goodness gracious. Point number two is we will seek his will to receive his blessing. Somebody say it's got to be God's way. Did you guys like my Wayne Gretzky story last week? God's way. Of course, he could have done it my way and just let me get the tickets on my own and so I could be in there. But no, he had to do it his way. He had to do it his way. And he wants to build you and I his way. You know, my, my son this week, um, he got in the car after school, and, and uh, he said to his mom, he said, Mom, if you could have one superpower, and it was either to go back in time or forward in time, which would you pick? And she said, well, I think I'd want to go forward in time because I already know what happened in the past, so I'd want to see what's going to happen in the future. And he said, I want to go back in time. And she said, why? He said, well, that way I could go fix all the bad things that happened to me, and it, I, I'd have a perfect life. And we giggled, and we said, son, can I tell you something? It's the bad things that happened to me that made me who I am today. It's the challenges that I got through that strengthened me into who I am today. And so we got, to, we got a little teaching moment for our son. But how many of us kind of think the same way sometimes? We, we would like to go to the past and erase some things and change some things. But God says, I'll bring all things together for good for those that love me. Let's go to verse 12. We can say with confidence 
and clear conscience that we have lived with a God-given holiness and sincerity in all our dealings. We have depended on God's grace, not on our own human wisdom. That is how we have conducted ourselves before the world, and especially toward you, verse 13. Our letters have been straightforward, and there is nothing written between the lines, and nothing you can't understand. I hope someday you will fully understand this. Even if you don't understand us now, then on the day when the Lord Jesus returns, you will be proud of us and this, in the same way we are proud of you. You know, in these times when we seek the will of God, it can be difficult to understand. All of a sudden we start to read into things. We start to wonder if there's a hidden agenda. Are you with me? You ever, does that ever happen? Why are they saying that? Is there, is there more to the story? Are you with me? And I loved that he talked about this in here because when you're seeking the will of God, the rest of it doesn't matter. If God says, then who else needs to say anything, right? How, how often when, during, during the story of Jesus did the Pharisees come in and question him when he's doing the will of the Father? Are you with me? So it's, the questions are going to come, but it, that's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to say, yes, Lord. Here I am. Yes, Lord. Here I am. We start to wonder if there's more to what's being said. If the preaching is all of a sudden being skewed to manipulate or control. I'll be honest with you, I've been under that kind of leadership before. Where pastors would counsel people or tell them what to do from the pulpit. They'd start to, little hidden agendas. I I was really writing this part of the message because I needed to get across to you. I'll promise you this, I don't do that. I don't do that. When I'm sitting with the Lord, I'll preach whatever he says, whether it pisses you off or gets you excited. <laughs> and whatever happens from there is not up to me. I'm just a servant of the Lord. Are you with me? Like, that's something that we all have to do in our life. Because you'll have those moments sometimes when you're praying for somebody where all of a sudden you can start praying for them to start thinking differently. Are you with me? Like, I, I just pray that he would just get his senses together and, and see that I have needs, right? I just pray that, that she would get off my case, Lord, right? Are you with me? Come on. I know we got awesome marriages in here. We got to seek our loving God because you know what? He'll direct us to a place of un- an uncomfortable season, a season where we have to trust him. And with uncomfortable trust in God comes unbelievable breakthrough in God. Did you hear that? That's, that's tweetable right there. With uncomfortable trust in God comes unbelievable breakthroughs in God. Unbelievable breakthroughs. Here's point number three. This is, this is where we all got to get to today. I will let God's yes be my yes. Thank you. I will let God's yes be my yes. Are we saying yes to God's yes? It was hard to take a month off. I'll be honest with you. I like being in the fight. But just like I need my knee to heal before my next hockey game, I need it to heal because I want to be in the fight. I don't want to be sitting in the stands. I don't like it. I was sitting in the stands today, and God rocked me in a huge way. It's amazing how he'll use this darn ailment to show you how good he is. Isn't it? With my brother who, who took me to men's group, he said, I hadn't been to a men's group in the last month. And I needed it tonight more than I thought, and I had no intention in going. Isn't that amazing that God would allow me to experience pain to help my brother? You know what? And, th- and then the next, next day, well, 
I went to men's group. I walked around too much. I was supposed to go on Friday. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reveal a little bit of something, but it may turn into nothing, so don't get too excited, okay? But I'm, I'm working on, um, on the possibility of doing a big Christian concert for our valley. I'm working on that. And, and I was supposed to go over to the Lake Elsinore Storm Stadium to do a walkthrough and pray over the building um, to see if we can go and do this event. And I couldn't walk. So I had to call and cancel. But one of my brothers that was there, he said, hey, I, we need to raise a lot of money to do this. And I'm kind of scared, and I don't know if I can ask people for money. Can you come and help me do that? I don't know why they'd ask a pastor to do that. but And my answer was, sure, I can help you do that. You know, like we just got to get people around the vision of what we're doing. You're not asking for money. You're asking for a vision of God to come to pass. That's what you got to realize. But he also knew that that man has to grow. And has to do that himself. And here I am, I want to go save him. I want to go do it for him so he doesn't have to feel that pressure or that pain. Pressure and pain is what makes powerful people. Did you hear me? Pressure and pain is what makes powerful people. If you can trust God in the midst of difficult situations, then he grows you into a great leader. If you avoid pain, you will never be a leader. Did you hear me? If you avoid the awkwardness, of doing what God told you to do, even if everyone around you thinks you're crazy. You will never be a leader in the kingdom of God. So I will let God's yes be my yes. Let's go to verse 15. We're going to finish, finish this up super quick. We're getting, we're getting there. I know I'm, I'm, I'm behind on time again, aren't I? But we're going to do it. Since I was so sure your understanding and trust, I wanted to give you a double blessing by visiting you twice. First on my way to Macedonia and again when I return from Macedonia. Then you could send me on my way to Judea. Verse 17. You may be asking why I changed my plans. Do you think I make plans carelessly? Do you think I am like people of the world who say yes when they really mean no? Verse 18. As surely as God is faithful, our word to you does not waver between yes and no. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you. And as God's ultimate yes, he always does what he says. Verse 20. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. Come on, somebody lift up a shout in this place. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for His glory. Verse 21. It is God who enables us, along with you, to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us, and He has identified us as His own by placing His Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything that He has promised. Verse 23, now I call upon God as my witness that I am telling the truth. The reason I didn't return to Corinth was to spare you the severe rebuke. Verse 24, but that does not mean we want to dominate you by telling you how to put your faith into practice. We want to work together with you so we will be full of joy for it is by your faith that you stand firm. Thank you for joining us today.
We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. Come visit us here at Livingstone's Church in person at Dorothy McElhinney Middle School in French Valley, California, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Church Center, or at livingstones.tv. If God is using this ministry to touch and impact your life, and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving, you can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv giving. We hope you have a wonderful week.